morning, beloved audience, and welcome back to another episode of From the Shelf. You guys, this is a very exciting episode because me and Anthony have finally caught a gremlin. Oh my god, we got one! You caught a gremlin? <laughs> you caught a gremlin? No shit. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Uh, no, you guys can introduce me. It's your show. Well, in this show, nepotism reigns supreme, so we brought in our uncle from the Bucktooth Gremlins podcast. Which is an amazing podcast that everybody should listen to. You ever, so really, you should. Highly have, recommended. I, I, I think we've mentioned your podcast about 50 times an episode. Yeah, and we say, like literally every episode. And actually, the, 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 episode, the, the, the whole podcast itself is actually named after Anthony. Yeah, where's my check? <laughs> because, because what happened was we were watching Gremlins 2 one day, and Anthony was like, Anthony had really big buck teeth. I did. When he, when, when he was younger. And the, the, the Gremlins. years of braces. Yeah, it's like the, Anthony broke a record for the history of braces. I, I did. <laughs> Guinness, give me a call, please. So, you know. I think you so have to call watching, Guinness. We're watching Gremlins 2 one day, and it's Anthony and Frankie. And I, I think Frankie was probably like, uh, who, uh, who you fired, by the way. But we'll go into that in a second. <laughs> we didn't fire him. Oh, no, you, you, you fired his ass. Let's see. Um, so like 13 and Anthony was like 11 and this buck tooth gremlin Lenny comes on and goes oh I looked and I wow that looks like Anthony in, in fact if you guys go on their Spotify the gremlin Lenny is their mascot it is yeah um, he is he is the icon the face of the buck tooth gremlins until Warner Brothers orders us to take it down but seriously though where's my check I want my two dollars you're not getting a check. Uh, two dollars. Two things that we have to address here. One, your brother was fired, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. He was bringing, instead of bringing down the show, all he would do is curse. That's yes. all he would, do, would curse for 90 minutes to two hours. Oh my God. And he'd step on your bits, and all he wanted to do was talk about good movies. To be fair, oh, he's probably listen. not even gonna listen to this because he doesn't even listen to the podcast. No, no, he, he won't listen to this. But and I've also decided. First... Go ahead. I, I've decided that, or actually, Kevin and I, the other Bucktooth Gremlin, one of the other two Bucktooth Gremlins. By the way, we're we would like to get the other two on this show, and they may we do it too. Very They're very particular, but they may do it. Uh, we oh, I already knew what film we would do with Kevin. We have decided... We let that, our guests decide. Uh, huh? I said we let our guests decide what movies they want to watch oh. if they come on our show. Okay. Oh, that's set in stone now? We have decided we are changing the name of your podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. It's now not going to be called Off the Shelf. From the Shelf? I, or From, from the, the Shelf. shelf. From the shelf. It's now not going to be called from the shelf. It is going to be called Why Am I Watching This? <laughs> is that Why taken? Am I, watching this? I don't I don't think it's taken. You have to look and see if it's taken. But why I am I I'll have to look? I'll have to look you, and see. And then what you two need to do is every other week 
come up with a movie that you could make the other one go, why am I watching this? Oh, I already know, I already know what I can make Annalise start off with. Oh, no, I know I'm what I can make him By the way, I'm, I'm picking your next movie. Before oh, Christ. The- <laughs> I, am, I am picking your next movie. Unprecedented. Nope, that's the price you're paying for me gracing you with my appearance tonight. <laughs> I am oh, yeah, with your with your 30-minute technical issues. Oh, that's oh because, shit. That's because Discord sucks ass. <laughs> Jesus. Discord <laughs> it does. He's using this <laughs> off his iPhone. He's recording off his iPhone, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I, at the at the Bucktooth Gremlins, we have a professional soundboard. We have sure microphones. We have full recording, de- mm-hmm. well, full recording sound device and soundboard. And you guys recording are using Discord. Huh? What? A full recorded settlement device. We have microphones. We are. We are very professional. Hey, at least <laughs> me and Annalise got decent microphones, unlike Frankie. Uh, uh, hi, I'm here. What? I'm and here. I, I'm and here. It's a little difficult when my sister lives at college and I'm at home and we're just a bunch of broke-ass bitches. And is it a true story that Frankie actually disappeared from the podcast one day to go take a shit? Oh, yes, it is. The that lab interview. Is, that is very true. On the bright side, is we got our Paul McCartney bit at... Out of that when he left, we got a lot of bits out oh, of yeah. that. When listen, he you, you gotta listen to this because we were we did our first recording of Shrek and yes, oh, Frankie the had muted Shrek, and, and oh god, I don't even know if we're gonna post that. <laughs> we're not, well, but for we're not posting that. We're not posting that. It was terrible. Was the Shrek episode that bad? bad. It, it was, was really bad. We were texting him as it was happening, and I'm just furious about that that recording. Well, let me tell you what kicked it off first. He had muted himself, and I think, I don't know what he had done, and I'm not gossiping or anything. I'm not talking shit. I'm just explaining, but um, he had muted himself, so me and Anthony were going into one of our bits, one of our Paul McCartney bits. Which he knew. Which was a, which he already knew. What he was knew about happen. and it was going to be. A, yeah, he knew about it. It was going to be a decent bit, and he just runs in in the middle of it, unmutes himself, and starts talking again in the middle of our bit. Here's my problem with doing a movie like Shrek. My problem with doing a movie like Shrek is you cannot do movies that everybody loves. There. There's no nothing for you to talk about. Hey, we love Shrek. All right, so what do you? So basically, what you're going to do at that point is a 60 minute plot recap, which is what the episode exactly. became, and that's guys. What that was. And that if was you know, what our initial recording was. And so if, we, you, oh. if you were real critics or film ana- analysts, I would say fine, but that's not what you're here for. No. no. Um, and me and Annalise did not want to put that vi- that episode out and let you guys down. And no, you really- we here and just we that basically was our first episode, just praising a movie. It was Jurassic Park, and 
We're not happy with that one. And and you, no, you actually able to get some material on that. You started talking about Muldoon's ugly teeth, and (laughs) you know, and uh, Shooter, um, you know, on on how a terrible grandfather John was. Oh God, yes, yes. There is Um, material to be found. Why was Jeff Goldblum such a stud in that movie? First, I think he looks better in that blue f- in the, in Cookie gorgeous. Monster's outfit in Earth Girls Are Easy, but that's just me. I just got that movie. You just oh, I, I saw that, that on the Amazon account. I was like, who ordered this? <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, everybody uses my Amazon account. Of course, it was me. I don't. You don't. I don't have your Amazon account anymore. I can't Earth afford Girl- Amazon Prime. <laughs> Earth Girls Are Easy. It was Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey, Gina Davis. It was Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey right before In Living Color, actually. It was. It was right before In Living Color. You are correct. Is that how they met, or they think they already knew each other? Probably knew each other from comedy clubs, but look, even we at the Bucktooth Gremlins, we scrapped a podcast. We recorded Christmas week, uh, the Fights podcast uh, on Best Fights, and it was the first time we had a fourth seat. Did Joey ruin it? No, he didn't ruin it. Um, It wasn't flowing well. Uh, Your grandfather was actually sitting in the back listening to it. Uh, (laughs) Joey and I made some really racially insensitive joke. No, Joey made a racially insensitive joke. Used the dreaded C word that women hate. Oh, no. You can't do um, that. So it didn't go well, and we knew it wasn't going well. And as soon as it was over, Kevin and Sean and I looked at each other and said, yeah, that show's get- this is getting scrapped. So we jumped a 90-minute uh, a show. We took a step back. We recorded a regular episode the following week. And then the week after that, we went back to fights again with Joey, and it's probably our best episode yet. I really like the fights episode. I really like the fights episode, but I also like... I do your, like your Christmas the, ones, though. I do like the, the Christmas, Christmas one is good. I also really like the school episode. Um, that's just, the most that's recent the one. one. Yeah, we just posted that last week, the school's episode. Um, and we did yes. a little bit. You know, we've, you know, and we found it today, recorded it today. It's not going to get posted for a couple of weeks. But today we started a new series called Some Are Good, Some Are Bad. And basically what we do is we start with 1980. And we talk about all the summer releases from May until the end of August. And we go over the weeks they came out and we talk about how much money they made and how much it would have been if they released it today. And it kind of was our first real kind of geek episode. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot of humor <laughs> on it, but it's, I'm happy with it. And I think it'll get better as we go. But I we're think not. You should do movies they thought were going to succeed, but ultimately failing. And you should start with Caligula. No, nobody, everybody knew Caligula wasn't going to succeed, Anthony. <laughs> That's actually one of the movies I'm going to make you two watch. Oh, oh you, you no! Know. I've never even heard of that movie. She's already seen Caligula. Don't subject my sister into that. Yep, I'm gonna make Annalise watch Caligula. You are legit a terrible uncle. 
Yeah. By the way, I, I you guys saying that on a. Oh no, you guys didn't say that. You said I had shitty movie taste on an episode. Uh, hold on, I didn't say that. <laughs> Those two Fredos did. Yeah. You said you like Perfect. Yeah, Annalise actually did. Perfect's a great movie. Perfect is shit. Not even glorious <laughs> shit. Which. It, it, it's a great movie. No, Anthony, I think we're going to bring you on an episode. I think we're going to do with you either movie soundtracks or music biopics, something. We're going to do something like that with you. Um, and, and the message from the Gremlins is you can't do Paul McCartney every episode. You have to come up with some new impressions. Thank you. That's what I've been telling you. You're the one who's encouraged me to do Paul McCartney every episode. I'm like, no, I got to – it's, it's got to be in something that he fits in. It and I didn't do I didn't do Paul McCartney last time. We actually had someone interrupt our episode, podcast. We had a very uh, we had a very interesting uh, guest pop in on the last episode. I, I still feel dirty from that guest. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. What'd you say? Who who popped in? We don't say his name. Was it Candyman? No, it was Winnie the Pooh. See, at least we, we can say his name. We just can't say it three times. You have two more times. Yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the no. Pooh. No, don't do no. it. No. No. He have said guys, it. I heard him. Have you guys watched the Winnie the Pooh horror movie yet? Not yet. No. I want to. Oh, of course you do, Anthony. You're fucking demented. Damn right I am. <laughs> I... I openly watch Caligula. You, you abuse your dog. I don't abuse my dog. Oh, oh my god! Why would you say that? You, He's you, literally you. sitting on my lap right now. Annalise, does he have a dog? No. A little bit. A little bit. Oh my god! Okay, De Niro. <laughs> you know, and now make fun of me on the gremlins every time i tell a story about meeting a celebrity they uh they start to fall asleep and you're the reason i have therapy <laughs> for saying i ha abuse my dog you get well, starstruck when you meet a celebrity oh i don't get starstruck i get into it but i don't get starstruck you're you bet honestly you the, the amount of times you talk about happy days on your podcast you better bring up when we met henry henry Oh, you mean when Henry Winkler made Annalise blush? And Frankie made that stupid fucking face. Uh -oh, that face Frankie made. Where, we where literally have the picture of, of us with Henry Winkler hanging up in our hallway at my mother's house. Oh, it's such a great picture, though. But Frankie looks like, like a Stretch Armstrong doll. Like, oh! He does. He does. He looks like he accidentally sharded in his pants. But he was no, so but happy. let me let me let me tell you why he made me blush. We were waiting in line for him to get there, and he's walking up, and he stops right in front of us, looks directly at me, and goes, "You're very beautiful." And she just what was she starts what smiling. Yeah. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, she started smiling like, oh. In her defense, when the font tells you you look beautiful, I think that's the proper reaction. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's completely the correct reaction. 
But then the funny thing was, she didn't know who the Fonz was. She got more excited about meeting Keenan and Kel's father. She didn't know who Keenan and Kel's father was. That was me and Frankie. Oh, I, she didn't know who it yeah. was? No, Keenan and Kel no. was right before her, her time. But then was he that made the Henry, Winkler, Henry Winkler made her blush a second time. Yes, he did. We went he did. in. He did. And he goes, what's your name? And she's like, Annalise. And he goes, what a... <laughs> not say it like that. He went, Annalise. And he goes, what, <laughs> what a beautiful name for such a beautiful young lady. I think he got a kick out of me because I asked for a Lords of Flatbush picture to frame the sign. Yeah, he didn't, re- he didn't get a lot of Lords of Flatbush. But I, I had like, remember I had like three or four things for him to sign. Oh, yeah. I, he I signed a, all of them, didn't he? He did. They actually made a deal with me because I had so many things for him to sign, and you guys were signing. They gave us a discount. Yeah. Did you get him to sign Night Shift? I did. He signed Night Shift. He signed Heroes. Uh, and he signed the one and only. He signed all three things for me. Yeah. Yeah, he got a kick out of the Lords of Flatbush. I literally told him, like, you know what? Everyone goes for the Fonz. I'm going for Lords of Flatbush. And I think he was just surprised I knew what that film was. Yeah, because he doesn't have a big part in the movie. No, he doesn't. Uh, speaking of the Lords of Flatbush, uh, isn't the uh, an actor in there the director of today's opus you guys are doing? Yes, Sylvester Stallone. Hello. I guess uh, we better get right into it. Today's movie that time. we are talking about today is Staying Alive. Yes. Oh, I actually saw Staying Alive as part of a double feature with Purple Rain at the drive. Of all movies, Purple Rain? Why the fuck was Purple Rain paired with Staying Alive? Purple Rain was paired with Staying Alive. That's such a non... That doesn't... That makes so little sense. It's like something you would do at your drive-in. And what's wrong? <laughs> I mean, like when I played Raiders of the Lost Ark with the Bad News Bears? Yeah, exactly. And somebody what else? those films have to do with each other? Well, they had nothing to do with each other, but they're two of some of my favorite films, and I just said, screw it. I'm playing them together. Yeah, well, Last Crusade's better, so you, you fucked up on that. Go check out Fright Fest at the Fair Oaks Drive-In this September. Yes. <laughs> Annalise was there last year. Um, she may be there this year if I can afford to bring her. We should both just go I do a live show. To be there this pa- I was supposed to be there this past year, but didn't work out. I love going up there and being part of the festivities. It's a lot of fun. Please come both check our, it out. Both our pa- podcasts should just do live shows there. <gasps> oh my gosh. Ideas. Bucktooth <laughs> Gremlins and Why Am I Watching This? <laughs> why Am I Watching This? Right. Our new name. Are you going to change it? Ah, uh, I have some. I'm getting some art, new artwork um, commissioned, so possibly. Who's doing it? Is your little Mexican friend the, the little... What the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's got... You can't say that's horrible. Why? The, ki- the girl is Why? Mexican. No. She's not Mexican. She's like a little piñata. Oh my god! Folks at home, we <laughs> apologize for the racism. 
Our uncle is it's not, not racist. He's just an idiot. It's not racism. If I started doing Speedy Gonzalez impressions, that's racism. <laughs> Saying so, somebody's Mexican is not racist. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've I've put this off for too long. Dear God. Yep. Go ahead. <sighs> talk in a lot. Let's, let's, let's get into cast talk. So it's directed by Sylvester Stallone. It Hello. stars John. Hello. <laughs> and, and stars, stars Scientology's John... favorite half sibling, John Travolta. You got John Travolta, Cynthia Rhodes, Finola Hughes, Joyce Heiser. Julie Bavasso, Victor Manuel, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Kevin yep. Morrow. Heiser's in one scene. You're listing her? <laughs> how, about, how about the fact that you're leaving out Kurtwood Smith is in it? Red fucking that I was just going off the list that I found, okay? Okay. okay. Patrick Swayze is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Forgetting the most important character, Frank Stallone, and Frank, Frank Stallone, Stallone. Is, <laughs> who who tries to fight some, who tries to fight Travolta <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I don't like this movie. I that's love this movie. Too. You need to like this movie. Okay, so that's the cast, and um, the movie was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone. Yes. God. What the hell does Rocky know about Saturday Night Fever? Well, I think what the idea that the studio had and probably Stallone was, hey, yo, what we'll do is, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he comes from the streets, you know, like what Rocky did. So, oh what my we're God. so, you know, what we're going to do here is we're going to get it mixed up with these two broads. And then, uh, you know, we're gonna make him like a Rocky coming up on Broadway. How many times do you think oh he God. says this is great? What do you mean? It's great, you're great. Oh, you're great. Your, your dance numbers are terrific. Oh, your fellas. Well, no, apparently, Stallone, the only reason Stallone isn't actually only has the, his cameo, which we will talk about, because our uncle's favorite scene in the film. Oh, you is, mean we're. <laughs> Where he looks like Craven the Hunter. He's dressed like Craven the Hunter. Oh my god, he really is. He does. <sighs> he sees so, himself as Tony Monero. That's why he couldn't play a bigger role in this. Oh my god. <laughs> and I remember it's me. When we were teenagers, we were all excited. Oh wow, the Stallone! Oh, how how excited was your co-host Kevin when he found out Sloan was doing this? And let me tell you something. Your mother loves this movie. Oh, she does. She was watching it with me as I was as I was sitting through it getting my notes. And make no she mistake. She loves roller boogie. No, make, she loves Travolta. That's the problem. Well, make no mistake. I am fully in agreement. This movie's a piece of shit. But oh my God. I can't take my eyes off of it. It's one. glorious shit. That's this is just this, See, for me, I said this with Grease too, Annalise. This is probably the movie the producers would do if they 
if they were in the no. movies. No. No. See, for me, for this. me, Grease 2, I can watch it and I can enjoy Grease 2. I can't enjoy this. No, that's oh. not. You're, if you can't enjoy this, you're not getting caught up in the rapture of the story. Yeah, you're the not. The rapture of the story. Oh my the God. The story means things, okay? Give me a break. Go to hell, Monero. Where did it go? Oh. Okay, so uh, go ahead, Adam. What do you uh, What do you want to talk about now with staying alive? So, I gotta be honest. I I guess I just don't pay attention when you you first sh- showed me this movie. This was years ago, and yes, he showed me this movie. Um, I didn't I know. Did. I have never. Yes, you did. I have never. I have never seen Saturday Night Fever. So I did not know that this was a sequel to Saturday Night Fever. You never saw I Saturday no Night Fever? Nope. You gotta work a little harder than the next guy. Uh. <laughs> That's what nope, plays but like. I... <laughs> but uh, yeah. I wanted to... Go ahead. It's a... It's a sequel to sequel to Saturday Night Fever, um, a PG sequel. Saturday Night. Well, the reason Stallone did that is because teenagers were going to see were just bigger fans of Saturday Night Fever, so they're like, okay, make it PG for them. That's it's pretty much it. It's a very sanitized, very. But I think sanitized. that's its main pro- one of its main problems. Is that I mean, it? I could, I could believe I could believe that, even though I've never seen. The first one. Well, I don't even like Saturday Night Fever, to be honest. I think it, Mom likes Saturday Night Fever. It hasn't aged. Mom loves Travolta. Yeah, it, it hasn't aged well, Saturday Night Fever. That's the best I can say. Neither is this record. Tony Monero is just a horrible human being. He is. He's, oh, he's awful. He's and a- I just love, he learns a lesson in Saturday Night Fever. But immediately forgets all about it when we get to this film. Oh, he does. He completely forgets. So the gist of this movie is that Tony Monero is trying to make it as a Broadway dancer. (laughs) Because, you know, that's the natural progression we all saw Tony Monero going. I go from dancing in the disco and working in the paint store on the weekends. I just want to dance now. (laughs) I want to be an actor. I want to dance. I'm a dancer. How do you go to a Broadway train from a disco dancer to a Broadway train dancer? Explain that to me. With no form of with a lot of cocaine, that's how. I mean, I guess you can make the argument that because because this one is five years later, maybe he trained to be a Broadway dancer in those five years. But I I mean it shows, I mean, Travolta's fucking ripped in this film. It, well, yeah. yeah. He, he he trained his ass off. I'm not going to deny him on that. No, I, I think Stallone turned him on to his training regimen for Rocky Three. In fact, Travolta has stated Stallone is his fa- was his favorite director that he ever worked with because he's the only one that made him look so fucking good. I'm, he well, looks amazing. Staying Alive, I think, was the next film Stallone did after Rocky Three, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was, and it's the only film he he did outside of the Rocky films until Rambo 2008. Really? Yes, the only film he directed outside of the Rocky series. That's right. He didn't do uh, part two part, or part three Rambo. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Hey, yo, I don't want to get behind the camera, you know? This is great. You look great, John. It's great. Anthony, did you uh, don't, did Stallone um, make a porno too, like in the seventies? Yeah, he did. That's how he got the name, the Italian what? Stallion. Yeah, and this is the closest he's ever done to doing porn again. Oh my god! Annalise, you didn't know that Stallone did a porno. Really did a porno. Not yeah, at all. Did a porno, and it was called the Italian Stallion. And again, this is the closest he's ever come to doing porn again. Did he do it in between Rocky and making of Rocky 2? Oh, Mick. Oh, Mick. That was when Rocky turned. <laughs> <laughs> I really did a porno. Oh, it's the... You can't it win, was Rocky. Adrian. It was Adrian. Yeah. You can't win, Rock. Can we talk about the scene where Tony's walking back... From Manhattan to Brooklyn in the winter, in a suit, and he walks oh, past the um, the old disco, and you just expect to see Mick go dance, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's face it. The thing was only there to give the Bee Gees a full song, and they play that whole song. <laughs> the whole, I... whole four. That song is Tony walking. <laughs> you uh, will not criticize you know what the Frank Stallone the Frank Stallone songs are better than the Bee Gees I can't stand the Bee Gees <gasps> oh, don't you no, no. there's one good Frank Stallone song and it's about the only good song that guy ever recorded oh, <laughs> it is, that's the, it's, and it's the first thing we hear in the film yeah, and in the opening scene over the head I, I want this song to play every time I get out of the shower. It, it is like a, a good morning get-up song. Hey, It is. It hypes you up. It's motivational. I have this on my like classics playlist, which you helped me with, Uncle, because I didn't know what songs to put in there at the time, and I didn't think anything of it when you said Far From Over by Frank Stallone. Yeah. Although it's not even my favorite song in the uh, the other, I like "Dance So Close to the Fire" actually more than I like that. Who sings that oh. one? Guy's name was Tommy Farahar. <laughs> With a name what? like that, no wonder he didn't go far. He also right. did. He also did that "Look Out for Number One" song. Uh, so yes, Tony is now wanting to be a Broadway dancer. Yep, he wants to Look, I love the Bee Gees, but give me like Footloose Kenny Loggins soundtrack any day. Well, over Kenny this. Loggins is in this film, so there you go. Oh, you're saying the director looks like Kenny Loggins. The director looks like God. Kenny Loggins. He God. looks Who else does he look like? He looks like the the asshole from Ghostbusters. He actually gives the best performance in the movie though. Oh, absolutely he does. Yeah, definitely. He also looks like Barry Gibb. Oh, it's the beard. It's the beard and the hair. 
Ugh. You guys didn't see the movie Fame, have you? Uh, I don't I've seen clips. So. Yeah, he plays a real sleazeball in the movie Fame. He's in one. <laughs> God. Ugh. Oh, God. And he's always, I swear, I think he's trying to, Stallone's trying to make the director the Mick character, because he's, like, giving Tony advice and always watching Tony. Well, yeah, it's it's a ripoff of fucking Rocky. It is. It's, a, it's Rocky <laughs> with dancing. It's like if, if Rocky... Stallone, what do you want? Hey, yo, Adrian, I want to just go learn it all the furry, you know? <laughs> You can't dance, Rock. You're tone deaf. I gotta do what I gotta do. Oh, there goes Adrian. (laughs) Uh, Do we want to talk about the women in Tony's life now? Oh, God. Set the record straight. Cynthia Rhodes has it all over Finola Hughes. Fanola Hughes looks like a mouse. That you think so? The Rose is looks so much better. She kind of she looks a like the ha- with the long brown hair. I don't know. Like she it the fact that you said no, she, looks, she looks like Sarah Brightman. Well, that's well, she, and she's got yeah, she's got that mouse face. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's he's like it's like they're making fun of you know. Well, this was before Sarah Brightman was even big, so. Yeah. God. But Annalise. she does look like she's auditioning for Cats any minute. Yeah. Annalise, <laughs> uh, what was um, Sarah Brightman, uh, what, what was Sarah Brightman's Phantom in the Opera audition like? Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll unearth those archives for you. <clears throat> yeah. What happened? Think of me. Think of me friendly. Good God, who let the mouse in? Yeah, that's what Adelise claims that Sarah Brightman sounds like. I mean, she does. She does sound like a chipmunk, at least back then. She she has gotten better as time went on. I will give Sarah Brightman that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, for I would, another review. I, um, what was Cynthia Rhodes' character's name? Um, Jackie. I would choose Jackie. Wait. Oh, absolutely. And he... It's Jackie like shit. Oh my god. Oh my god, he treats her horribly. If, and she well, keeps she, coming back. Well, she breaks and, up with him first. Yeah, and she's she's an idiot too because she keeps going back to him. Yeah, I love yes. to see where she's like going to Tony. I love you so much, Tony. Don't you understand? Why? Love about Why? this. He, this guy is a self-centered Douchebag. He really this is. is. A toxic this is a man. This is a man who literally just got done having sex with the character Laura. Immediately calls Jackie. Doesn't even say anything to her. It's like, yeah, hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. all right, you good? Bye. What are you doing? <laughs> just want to make sure you're not God. doing it because Jackie can't have any male friends because. Because Tony Tony's the only one. Go- yeah, Tony's the only one good. And by the way, what is with Tony's crazed obsession with Laura's limousine? When it's like, who owns this? Whose limo is this? I have limo notes. 
Who slow-mo is it? You have to, you have to do like 10 shows on the four days. Yeah. Oh, he freaks Tony, out about the damn Tony, com- Tony comes off as a stalker to Laura in this. He does. She just wants to get laid, and that's it. I and- mean, can you blame her? I mean, look at Travolta in this. She's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to make this guy my boy toy. And that's it. Yeah. That's all she wants. She is not the bad guy here. <laughs> She's looking for a booty call. I loved her in Blossom, though. She was on Blossom? She was. She asked, She's the stepmom on Blossom in the last season. Well, they had to hire a woman with a smaller nose because Blossom's nose was so big. What the fuck? That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so... They're they're uh, they're training and practicing for this Broadway production called Satan's Alley. Satan's Alley, the greatest thing ever. Can I tell you something about Satan's Alley? Okay, I've okay. been to a lot of Broadway shows. Satan's uh-huh. Alley is not a Broadway show. It's not, no, not at it's, all. It's like a show that you see at midnight in Vegas. We saw the music, man, for God's sakes. It's just dancing. There's no dialogue. There's no music. It's just dance numbers. And, well, we danced so close to the fire. plays like five times during it. Oh, they're they're showing the fever, taking it higher and higher. I I like... It's, uh, yes, Satan's Alley. So he's auditioning Alley. And he, he lands a, a small, like, minuscule role at first. Oh, Anthony, what does he say when, um... By the way, can we bring up another point? He's sitting there waiting for the audition call to come in. <laughs> he looks so pissed off. Oh, my transistor radio. Where <laughs> that doesn't sound like... Transistor radio, that sounds like a full boombox of music blasting. Right? So, <laughs> can they have gotten the sound effects just a little bit more right? Make it sound like a transistor radio. Like, please, <laughs> please, please take some sound design. So, it, Tony, what? What happens when he gets the part? Way to go, Monero! Best line in the film. No, the la- the best line is the last one. Yeah, save that one. Don't ruin oh, it. Don't ruin that one. No, I'm not. I'm not. Ugh. Way to go, Monero. And then at, after this part, the film just turns into nothing but dance montages with a little bit of dialogue. But And in between that, everyone's looking pissed off and jealous at one another. <laughs> I mean, basically, like... That's the film until we get to the greatness of Satan's Alley. It's a soap opera. It literally becomes a soap opera. It's just dance montage. This film is about 70% dance montage, 10% spandex, and 10% of jealous looks. You need another 10%. 
Well, the other ten percent is the shitty dialogue. Anthony, because I'm thinking now, montages thing just made me think of something. You are, you're wrong. Stallone did Rocky Four after this. Yeah, but that was a Rocky film. He's done nothing other than the Rocky films. Okay, direct, I thought, direct directorial I, wise. So, I mean, the music montages were starting to get, and Stallone was like the biggest whore when it came to music montages. There's a music. Oh, mon- absolutely. There's a music montage in Rocky Three. There's multiple music montages in this. Then in, in Rocky Four, he you have a blue is wide. You have a four-minute song that's a musical montage. It's probably the you best. Have, you okay. have three. You have two montage songs in, in Rocky Four. four. That's oh right. yeah, yeah. You, you have Hearts on Fire, No Easy Way Out. Yep, No Easy Way. That's probably the best scene in a movie too. No Easy Way. <laughs> because we're seeing better films. You're seeing all the clips of the better films. <laughs> I love Rocky <laughs> Four. Don't get it twisted. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Happy birthday, I Polly. haven't seen any of the Rocky movies. You Happy birthday, seen- Polly. I've seen none of the Rocky movies. Oh. oh my god, how have you managed to stay in this family and not seen the Rocky films? Well, I don't think your brother has either. Well, Frankie has no taste in films, so there you go. Well, if it's not I, trans- I get, if it's not I get Marvel or Transformers, Frankie doesn't care. Yeah, that's true. I get immunity because I went to the Rocky house. Oh. <laughs> you survived that ordeal. Yeah, that was a terrible <sighs> thing I <laughs> for, for a little background, we didn't know. Well, go, go ahead. Told you guys, Tell your listeners, what happened? Uh, okay. So this was a uh, no. This was a couple years ago. This was was this last year or a couple years ago? Two years ago. Uh, a year and a half ago. It was about a year and a half ago. I came up to visit him, and I flew into Philadelphia. And um, we were on our way to our hotel, and Uncle Pete goes to 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 his friend that was driving us. He goes, "Can we go by the Rocky House?" He goes, "Yeah, sure, let's go." So he pulls up the address, GPS, whatever. And keep in mind, we had to we had to come right back to the airport because we were picking somebody else up. Um, but we go. Th- yeah, I, I just want to ask why you didn't go to the house from Rocky 2. No, because everybody wants to see the main house. So we get close to the house and we turn down this like alley. And I wasn't fully paying attention at the time, but this is where I started paying attention. And I see some people like at the end of the alley. I was like, eh, I don't really know if I like this. Like it was not lit up. Like it was very dark. Could only see like from the headlights, and then we make was another Frank turn. Was Frank Stallone there? No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Take it back. Do, 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 do. No, turn no, around. No. The only thing that was being taken back down there were people who were shooting heroin into their veins. It, at well, least, with at least, was probably saying turn around. Do 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 do. Turn well, around. I had I was I was in the back seat because we were in the van, and I said, oh, if I like this. So then we actually turned to where the house is, and it was like, it was like zombies at the doors, yeah, the, honestly. 
Do you remember in Escape from New York where they go where they go driving down Broadway? Yeah. That was the street that Rocky lived on. I told you the Kensington area is really bad. Oh. And, and I felt bad because this was gonna shit her pants. I really was. Like I was so scared because we it was very tight. It was very tight between where the Rocky House was and then the building that was next to us and you just like there were these people like drug addicts and hookers and whoever whoever they're like right next to the window and i was gonna like start crying because i thought they were gonna like beat the windows in or something and uncle pete can't defend it they're probably too Uncle high Pete to, to do that. So I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And then Uncle Pete said he was to to his friend. He was like, "Drive, just drive, drive." I was like, "Can we please get out of here?" Yeah. I, look, anybody, if you're ever gonna go do a tour of the Rocky sites in Philly, just go during the day. Go with yeah, the light. Go during the day. Or you know what? Just don't go to the to the old neighborhood. <laughs> I literally do I saw I witnessed a drug deal go down and somebody trying to pick up a hooker. Yeah, you did. We actually saw the drug deal happening. I'm like, whoa boy. I mean, if you really wanted to see we it, gotta you, go go. To, you can just go to hot shots here where we live. What's hot shots? Oh god. A bar. It's a it's a bar where everyone's shoot everyone's doing drugs and having sex with each other. Alright, well on that I didn't note go to that bar. Get back to the movie on that note. Yeah. Oh, God. So where were scariest we, Emily? Moment, one of the scariest moments of my life. <laughs> um, By the way, she's talking about the film. <laughs> yeah. Scary film. So Tony decides he's probably better as a male lead, so he challenges. He, like, he, shoots, he shoots for the lead male part. Oh, by the way, him and Jackie get back together. Yeah, and but let's face For it also, that guy who his male lead is, that's the most effeminate guy who's supposed to be Butch I've ever seen. Can we just talk about Travolta in the spandex and who has the bigger package, him or Bowie in Labyrinth? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid question. I mean, I that's think that's the only reason Tony got hired. I saw my baby cry. <laughs> dance, magic dance. Jennifer uh, Connelly. Dance, I know, magic dance. I know oh, I'm 14, but my goodness. Uh, oh, I'm sure, Travol- I'm sure Travolta and Bowie probably had some dance, magic dance-offs. They Look, had uh, to have. I am a fan of Labyrinth. I cannot make fun of Labyrinth. I love I Labyrinth, love but I'm going to make movie. fun of the hell out of Labyrinth. Even though I do think it's probably Jennifer Connelly's worst performance. It is. It's fair. Her her British accent that disappears on and I off. blame I blame George Lucas for that one because George Lucas has that tendency to do that to actors. It's almost like Terry Jones. I mean, he passed away from uh he had dementia, right? I think so. Yeah, it's almost like his dementia, like he had early onset when he wrote that movie. Sometimes, like, <laughs> oh my god! I really just want to know whose idea was it to have the thirty-year-old fall in love with a fourteen-year-old. We don't speak ill of labyrinth here. Yeah, 
gotta you gotta be careful with that because uh... Ugh, especially now. That's yeah. not that is not a yeah, we're gonna be the reason why Labyrinth gets canceled. I don't want Labyrinth getting canceled, Anthony. <laughs> I'm gonna be their sole reason Love for that. that movie. I'm gonna have a million art students chasing after me. Although that dog <laughs> is really fucking annoying. Who Ambrosius? Ambrosius? Yeah. Why? The dog does it's nothing. No, not a, no. The other one, the, the dog that rot. The, uh, the oh, it's a sir. fox. It's a fox, Sir Didymus. Sir yeah, Didymus sir, is awesome. Sir Didymus sucks. Sir Didymus is great. He's a little badass. And your your brother looks like Hoggle. <laughs> he does look like Hoggle. I mean, he does piss out of the middle of the field, so. He, well, huh. Yeah, he'll be walking, and if he has to go to the bathroom, he'll just drop and pee like Hoggle. For real. Oh my god. But we're not talking about Labyrinth. We're talking about staying alive. Yeah. Yeah, we, we keep getting away from it. Thank God. Oh. So Tony uh, So Tony just kind of does the sleazy. He's like, hey, I'll do the I'll do the part. I say he takes Jackie the lead. Jackie the idiot helps him. Oh, she does. Because they're back together now. No, she can't help herself. She's got a nice stable Frank Stallone waiting in the wings. And she just goes back to this asshole. Yeah, but come on. Would you want to, if you were a girl, look at it still, and now, look, and I'm saying this in a completely heterosexual fashion. Look at it Stallone, uh, not Stallone, Travolta versus Frank Stallone. <laughs> I'm going for Travolta. Who are you going to want to have sex with? Yeah, as a complete hetero male, I'm gonna go with Travolta. Okay. Danny's that being said, Tra- that being said, though, Travolta doesn't have this is the end. No, you, no, that's all Frank. That's, that's all. Frank. <laughs> it's the best song Frank Stallone ever recorded. <laughs> it is. Well, so yeah. Prep for the or to t- to try to take over from this guy. And Barry Gibb is all for it. He he's, he's he's for it completely. Yeah, I mean, didn't he know he was going to have a problem with the guy before he hired him for the show? Did he? Not. I mean, I think he's too busy trying to fuck Fiona Hughes. What do you think he did to Barry Gibb? Yeah, was, he was did. He, or is he Kenny Loggins? Uh, no, he's Walter Peck now. What do you mean he's Walter Peck? He looks like Walter Peck also from Ghostbusters. Oh. And sounds like him too. Isn't that the guy with the red hair? Yeah. yeah. He was also in Real Genius and he was in um, Die Hard 1 and 2. And he was also in Biodome. Haven't seen oh, those movies either. <laughs> do not watch Biodome. It'll no. give you AIDS. <laughs> It'll give you AIDS. I actually think that's on the DVD. Yeah, it, it, it's on the. the <laughs> don't watch this movie. It will. You will contract AIDS. That's how easy he died. He watched Biodome. He watched Biodome yeah. two times and shared one too many needles. Oh, Christ. Um, anyway. Yeah. So the director. Where were we on this movie? I'm just. Uh. uh we're, Monero, we're Monero got the lead in Satan's Alley. 
I say we're getting we're like at Satan's alley. Oh yes. Good God! Oh. This, are, are we talking about Satan's alley now? If yes. I you couldn't have paid me to go see Satan's Alley on Broadway. Absolutely not. I don't know about you. I have now seen the inside of Dante's Inferno, and it was scored by Andrew Lloyd Webber and directed by John Derrick. <laughs> what Satan's Alley is? That's what Satan's Alley is. It's not scored by John Derrick. It's scored by no. Stallone. No, it's scored by Andrew Lloyd Webber and directed by John Derrick. <laughs> John. God, they took the Island of Capri scene from Caligula and made a musical out of it. Kind of what it looks like for crying out loud. <laughs> Stallone missed his true calling with this, fucking with Broadway audiences. Do you think Stallone had an idea that, you know, if this thing works, you know, maybe we can take Satan's Alley and move it to... <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. This is great. But... That brings us back to what you said earlier. Satan's Alley is not a Broadway musical. What is it's this even not, about? It has no story. It's about it's um it's dance montages. It's and it's a it's a it's a guy rescuing himself from from the clutches of evil and then he saves the other evil girl. It's like what is this? Well, yes. This this whole this whole show is just nothing but gyrations. It's bad, and and you're you're gonna tell me a Broadway audience is gonna sit and watch this bullshit? Uh, apparently, they saw and the I face of God baby. after this. What was that, Annalise? You guys, I couldn't hear you over. Annalise, you go first. I said, and give them a standing ovation. I've seen a With lot that? of. I've seen a lot of bad Broadway productions. I've seen the Music Man. Not stop it. <laughs> Listen, that that standing ovation, that audience saw the face of God. No, I'm Uh, kidding. I like the music, man. Folks, I've seen Spider-Man turn off the dark. I've seen Phantom of the Opera, but I have never seen anything as magnificent as Satan's Alley. Spider-Man turn off the dark. Oh, I've seen King Kong on Broadway. Read Anthony, no, you, music, music Man was fun. Music Man was fun because all Anthony does is watch bootlegs of these shows. Yeah, it's the best way to see them. How about the fact that How Rocky, Rocky was a musical on Broadway? I still have no one's uh, actually, I don't think I can find a bootleg of that. I would love to see that. Are bootleg. you serious? Yes, they did a Broadway Rocky musical. Oh my God. Did Kevin go see it? No, Kevin did not see it. Kevin only recently just saw Phantom of the Opera. Right. He did. Oh, God. Did you take him? No, I'm actually sitting trying to convince him to go see Sweeney Todd with Josh Groban. That's either going to be really good or really bad. That's going to be really good or really bad. Why, Annalise, you would see that? I would see it. I would love to see it. Anthony, did you ever hear the story about taking, um, like, six-year-old Annalise to see Sweeney Todd the movie? Uh, you, you, you and our, and Nanny took her, and Nanny looked like, what did you take her to? Oh, no, no, no. I knew no, what this no, movie no. was. I knew what this movie was, and your Nanny wanted to see it. 
Tri- you didn't know what Sweeney Todd was? I thought Nanny knew a, a, a bit about Broadway. No, she really didn't. But she wanted to see it because it was Johnny Depp. It was a Broadway musical. I said, I think the movie's going to be a little too violent. What are we going to do with her? We're going to cover her eyes. Okay. Well, that the, was Nanny's. That was our grandmother's solution to anything. The first throat slash comes up, and I'm like, yep, go take her over to watch Enchanted. I'll see you when the movie's over. Hey, she took <laughs> no see Enchanted. Yep, she did. She took you to see Enchanted. Well, honestly, Enchanted's a good film movie. also. So. Love the that first, movie. The first one is. The second one is just complete garbage. Oh, God. I, I couldn't, I couldn't I finish it. I didn't it. watch it. I didn't watch I it. Couldn't, I couldn't finish it. If you thought if you thought Hocus Pocus 2 was bad, where do you see Disenchanted? Uh, I, did, I, did, I, I hate Hocus Pocus, so there we go. I haven't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch the second Hocus Pocus. I love the first one. I don't want to ruin it. Well, they're all look. Well, all the witches look like they're about to decay at any moment. And Sarah Jessica Parker, just about like, a, say. like a witch with or without the makeup. That's mean, but listen, but SJP looked great in the first movie. Uh, not this one. Well, none of them no. do. I think SJP, after Footloose, I think it all starts going downhill from there. Oh, God. <laughs> I, got, I, I got yelled at one time. I found a picture of Matthew Broderick standing and petting a horse, and I put it, I put it on my Facebook, Matthew Broderick and his wife. <laughs> and I oh, actually my. had criticizing me for it. <laughs> That's terrible. It is terrible. You know, I actually, I only recently, and I you guess You know, she's just, probably super nice. You think so? Maybe. I don't, I don't know, know her personally. I don't know. I don't know, but, like, I only, I guess, I just don't pay attention enough, or I guess I don't read enough popular media. I don't I pay enough, know. I don't care to find anything about Sarah Jessica Parker, if she's a good person or not. Wasn't hey, look, talking huh? about that. I wasn't talking about whether she was a good person. I was saying I didn't know she was married to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, her husband is Ferris. I love Ferris. Ferris is an asshole. Great movie. <laughs> He's the villain of that film. What are you talking about? New theory coming up lately, just like Daniel LaRusse is the villain of, of um, Karate Kid. <laughs> he is. Daniel is the villain of Karate Kid. Can we get back to staying alive? <laughs> we're going off. Yeah, we're going No, off I don't want to. I know he's just actively getting us off the rails with this, Uncle Pete. I mean, you got to finish discussing this movie. Ugh. Oh my I god! Don't I, can't want I love to. when I love the the show. It's amazing how well the show goes off, considering Elizabeth Berkeley pushed Gina Gershon down the stairs. It kind of is like Showgirls. It's like PG version of Showgirls. I, I I keep telling you, this is why this is this is Stallone's second attempt at porn. This is the closest he's come to it. No, it's PG. No porn in this. Oh, for God, tell me. Um, look at Satan's Alley and tell me this isn't. This isn't porn. No, it's not. It's just. Bad theater is what it is. I'd say Satan's Alley is very bad theater, but it sells out for some reason. Well, it's opening night. Yeah, it's opening night. I guarantee you no one's going to see it after a month. Absolutely not. 
the newest station, Tony Monero. <laughs> I could just see his name up in lights. And, and it, light. it'd be the picture of him on the poster. Yep. Reaching out for reaching out for uh, Laura. <laughs> oh, can we? All right. So in between, I guess acts, whatever of this show is. I didn't know this place have three acts now. Apparently, no. They actually that is not that's true. Back in this, yeah. a lot of plays had three acts. They started shrinking. Yeah, down. they still do. Not as much as they used to. Oh no, definitely not. Not, but this I mean, eighties. This is the eighties. How the usual structure of a play is a three act play. The last play I saw that had three acts, and I could be wrong here. I think was Les Mis. Okay, I can see why. How Les Mis? So long. I think it's... Les Mis. Hey, I cried at that play. It's so sad. According to your your fellow podcasters, you cry at everything. That's not. <laughs> That's not Mr. true. As, as your sister at there falling during Phantom and the Opera. Oh my, no, I'm saving every, that story for when we talk about Phantom. I am saving that story. Every time. Every Which, time. That will, that story, that review will come. <laughs> oh, in between, Mr. Somebody. I saw Grease 18 times in the theater. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. So, so in between acts, Laura just goes to Tony and tell, and she tells him, you don't have it. Well, didn't she bite him? Oh, no, because, okay, at the end of the well, first act, Tony sneaks him. a kiss. I say, he kisses her. Yeah. And, and then I love she when, claws his face. Yeah, she's auditioning for Cats. Oh, Me, yeah. And the and director, the two of them. Yeah. And I love Jack. You're like, why'd you have to kiss her? And Tony's like, oh, that didn't mean nothing. It didn't mean nothing. I just got caught up in the moment. Shut the fuck up. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. They're, those two are not going to last. No. Jackie's going to wise up and, go, and realize yeah. her true love is Frank Stallone. Yeah, those two are not going to last. Jackie is going to... She's going to wise up Jackie Weiss. Yeah, wise. <laughs> wise. <laughs> wise. <laughs> you better wise up. Oh, build how, your thighs up. How great would it have been if Tim Curry was in this movie? Oh, oh my god, it would be so good. Why isn't he in this? Why isn't Tim Curry in everything? I know, right? He Anything is better everything. with Tim Curry. Tim well, Curry he, is a sole reason a bad movie can be saved. Well, he can't be in anything anymore because he can't. He can barely talk or move. Unfortunately. I know it's so sad. Your your apple pie don't taste too nice. God, we have to do that. You guys have to do a Rocky Horror episode. Absolutely. Um, which part would Tim Curry play, though? I feel like he could be like the director, maybe. Can you imagine if Travolta wasn't available? Well, we got Tim Curry. <laughs> we have him on standby. Anthony, no idea. Did we? Lose I just zoned. I zoned out. What did you say? Why would you zone out? What's wrong with you? I, I'm getting too caught up with Satan's Alley. No, 
come on. What would you do if Tim Curry was going to be in staying alive? What part would he play? Oh, God. Uh, I said the director. He would have to be the director. Well, no, he was young enough at the time that he could have probably have played. No, maybe not. No, he should have. Hey, I don't he, know. He, no, I know what he should do. He should have done all Frank Stallone's parts, including the songs. Oh, singing on stage? Because there's nothing worse than Tim Curry singing Rocky. How dare you? And you know what and you know what song he would sing, Uncle. You know what song. Toxic Love. Toxical. No, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Freezing on this corner, raining for a rock. We're getting restless. Could have walked that far by now. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't fit with Sam Daly. Can you imagine Tim Curry singing Far From Over? Save me, darling. <laughs> no, someone, our audience, put an edit to the Satan's Alley scene of Staying Alive to Ride on the Money by Tim Curry. Oh, oh my God. That is such a horrible song. I still want Toxic Love. <laughs> toxic Love? You, you got another 10, 15 years till Toxic Love was going to come out. Who cares? All right. You know, but you, you know. All right. So you're going back to Satan's Alley because I got lost where I was now, too. We are all over the freaking place. <laughs> You never know where you're going. Annalise doesn't want to talk about staying alive anymore. <laughs> We're almost done with the podcast. So. Talk about it. But pretty else. much, so Tony decides, okay, you know what? Screw this. I am going to make this my own thing. So what he does is in the middle of the third act, he grabs Laura and spins her around. And She's what like, I what can only can describe as the first take, she goes, Tony, what are you doing? Put me down. He, he, throws, me down. Her, he throws her into the fucking orchestra pit. He does. And he, does and he goes. He dances like he's back at the 20, 2001 Odyssey. All right. Could we just say him throwing her into the orchestra pit like that? She's coming out with some broken bones. Yeah, are you joking? Like, she would not be able to perform. For real. And the director's like, I didn't give him a solo. You can hear her, like, scream. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's that's nothing compared to what's going to come right now. So this platform in the middle of this stage starts rising with Tony on it. He goes to Laura and says, no, you got you. It's cutting you out on here. What does he go to her? Come on! You yeah. cut out again. Oh yeah. damn it! He just uh, screamed. Back Come up on! He said, "Back goes, up from your mic." How about Come this? On. Now, how about this? Does it go? Come on! Come on! Oh I can't. Trying to get her to come up on the stage to take his hand. First of all, she wouldn't be able to. She should be concussed. Oh, I, she should oh, have least be passed out. Oh, she should have a broken leg. She should totally be concussed. 
Completely. But he's literally screaming at her in the middle of this show with no dialogue. This is like the first piece of dialogue. And he's screaming, come on. And she's just talking to him saying, I can't. I the director is going, jump, god damn it! Yeah, the director wants her to jump, even though that's not part of the show. So it's the not, like It's completely out of the script. Yeah. Jackie is probably just standing in the background just going, Jump! She was. Jackie was also screaming to jump. So, this Jackie has this nothing parts now having dialogue, and the audience is just going with it. If Anthony they love was, it. If Anthony was there, he would have been screaming, Jump, you stupid bitch! I... <laughs> I just like, yes, jump, jump. I think the audience is expecting someone to die on this stage. Almost like what they were going for, but she wouldn't have been able to jump. She easily had a concussion from getting she had, a con she had a concussion, probably a broken rib and a leg. From getting thrown into the orchestra. <laughs> he fucking Muppet eats her, Annalise, into the orchestra pit. He does. He really does. He fucking eats her like the at the opening of the Great Muppet Caper. He uh, he throws her like Michael Caine <laughs> threw the wreath at the bunny. No, he throws her. Like, <laughs> no, he throws her like Michael Caine threw that Muppet out on the street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the truth. Yep. Oh. Oh, oh my god. La la la. La la la. La la la. No, la Bowie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is fine. La la la. Um. This movie could have used more Michael Caine. I just have the visual. <laughs> Throw Look at me. I'm, look at me. I'm dancing with John Travolta. This is fun. No, not really. This is not Michael, that fun. Michael Caine would not be. I mean, that guy was all horrible. Alley, no, no, no. Was, hold on. He was in Jaws 4. I just said he was a horror and would do a supermarket opening if you paid him. But he would not have gone into Satan's Alley. <laughs> you don't think so? This is a no. very important show. We got Michael Caine sitting here. Look, look at <laughs> And we also got Christopher Walken waiting in the wings. Look at her oh. be a throne into the orchestra. La, la, la. <laughs> Christopher Walken in Satan Valley? Hello. Oh, my God. Why can I can see that, though. Hello. I'm what? in uh, Satan's Alley. Hello. Lots wow. Tony, Tony, <laughs> come here. Tony, come here. Come here. Jelly donut. <laughs> Jelly donut. <laughs> and then he just walk off, because that's what walking would do. <laughs> Should I tell you guys a story of, of something that happened to a friend of mine who met Christopher Walken? Yes. yes. It, it gets pretty dirty, I'm warning you. It's okay. <laughs> All right. My friend is at a party with him. And I'm not going to say what friend it is, but he's at a party with him. And Walken comes up to him and he's standing there. And he, th he thinks Walken might have been a little 
feeling no pain. <laughs> That's just walking. He doesn't say hello to him. He's just standing there next to him. And then he said, Did I ever tell you about the time I fucked Stocker Channing in the ass? Grease is the word. Oh my God. My friend looks at him just shell shocked and says, <laughs> no. He goes, Experience. I mean, there are worse things she could do. And he walked, there were worse things she could do. That. <laughs> now, I'm proved this story true that it happened. My friend claimed that it happened. But, but I cannot prove it. Listen, listen. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility so when it comes to Christopher Walken. So did Stalker Chaining just give Walken the hand jive? Yeah, she did. Walk the hand jive bit. Wow. Wow. We have lost track of this podcast. <laughs> totally. But then I had another friend who saw Christopher Walken at a party. Stumbling out of the house like somebody beat the shit out of inside the house. Wow. <laughs> wow, I gotta so go. Get himself into trouble. <laughs> he said, I wow, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta make a dash. <laughs> oh. Did he get abducted by aliens again? He might have. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, Satan's Alley is a huge hit. Huge. Somehow. Standing ovations. Complete standing ovation. They're like crying. Honestly, this is the weirdest show Joey Tribbiani ever auditioned for. Max Bialystock couldn't produce a play as bad as Satan's Alley. Oh my god. <laughs> this is... You think this is the play the Phantom gave them when he wanted them to make his opera? <laughs> this was not Don Juan Triumphant. It looks like Don Juan Triumphant. Makes as much sense. Masquerade. This is really, really lame. Masquerade. Hide your faces with shame. They would have, anybody who was in Satan's Alley would have hid their faces in shame. <laughs> Completely. But not Tony, for you see, Tony is celebrating, and there's only one thing he wants to do. Yeah, you think, think he'd want to take Jackie, hug her, go out for a late meal, go home. Say, maybe go get some dinner or something. Go no. Sex. Go get your groove on. No. What does Tony want to do? Annalise, what does he want to do? Right. Right. That's right. And it was a per it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the best way you could end this film. Yeah. He literally leaves her. Yeah, he just leaves well, her there. No, I have to say, I have to say first. I have to say first. He kisses Jackie, but he's looking at Laura the entire time. Oh God, yeah, yeah he hasn't learned to let his lesson at all. No, he has. That's why Jackie will dump him. Yeah. yeah. And then anyway, Laura gives this look like you learned nothing. Whatever. And he just leaves her in like backstage or whatever, and he just walks away and he starts strutting to the tune of "Staying Alive." Yeah, like, give me a the wonderful song. It, it's like terrible song. Give me the I southern song back. 
<laughs> I'm, going, I'm taking this back to Brooklyn. Did you say "Staying Alive" is a terrible song? It is. I hate the. You're I hate. What? You're an idiot. I, I hate this. I hate the Bee Gees. I hate disco. I hate <gasps> that song. Why do you, you have no culture? It's you shit. have no culture. Ugh, it's god awful. I hate it. You have I no love idea. the Bee I'm just like, yeah, you, you enjoy that. I'm going to put on my Dio. Oh. All right, so here's what... What would have made it better for you if Paul McCartney did the music? Absolutely. That Yeah, I can see how that... How, how do you think that audition would have gone? Oh, Rock, I'm so excited. I get to meet Rocky Balboa. <laughs> what you know? What you know? Are you saying McCartney wouldn't know the difference between Sylvester Stallone and Rocky? I mean, he confused Jim Henson with Kermit the Frog. I mean, for God's sake, he probably was going to confuse Travolta for being Danny Zuko. We have the oh. we have the recordings to prove it. No, you don't have any recordings of such things. <laughs> we did in, the last, in our in our labyrinth. <laughs> he calls Jim Henson Kermit. Excuse me, what does he go like? Does he like? <laughs> he, he literally just goes like, oh, "Excuse me, Kermit." Oh no! Anyway, Kermit. <laughs> so he when he goes to Stallone, he's like, "Excuse me, Mister Balboa." Uh, yeah, I'm Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I'll beat the beetle. I'll beat the beetle. You know. <laughs> it's great. I'm beating the beetle. Oh, it just, just be in it. The whole—I imagine the whole conversation would be inconsequential. Yeah, Why? there wouldn't be. You couldn't. Un, you couldn't understand a word. Edge like any either way. Edgewise, like. Well, I mean, McCartney just go into well, some rambles and then starts making instrument sounds, and you can't understand Stallone. So that, that's Why what would, I'm saying. Why would you be able to understand Paul McCartney? Because Carter would just start, to rambles. Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> like this entire episode. <laughs> Which is not very excited to be a part of this film. I only got some songs ready for the album. He goes, a plunkety plunk, 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 and the loobies. Like, you, you can understand that? No. <laughs> I don't think I can do this anymore. I got a great song for this uh, for the soundtrack. It's called Temporary Secretary. Oh. <laughs> Wait, does that line up? <laughs> oh, you know what? Any of the any of the listeners who don't know this, I took Anthony to see Paul McCartney years ago. I got my. That's the day I got my first car too. And it was it was um. Oh my god! It it was a a greatest hits show, and Paul McCartney decides to go deep into a catalog to pull out a song (laughs) that none of us have ever heard before called Temporary Secretary. (laughs) I turned to a friend of mine who is no longer with us, and I looked at him and I go, what the fuck is this? No, we all literally, every one of us, me and your other friend, I look at your other friend and we're like, what the fuck is this shit? 
I wasn't there for that. Me and his friend Bruce are just going with it because it's such glorious shit. I love Paul McCartney, but oh my god, temporary secretary is awful. And it was released in 1980, so he could have pitched that song for this movie. Uh, He's thinking about (laughs) somebody named Mr. Marx. It's literally about uh, having an affair with your secretary. Temporary secretary. Uh, But the best part of this final scene is Tony's walking, and I just love to play this scene without the music. Tony would just look like a crazy person. He would, and I mean, uh, there are car horns going off every 40 seconds, and that's accurate. I counted. But the best part is, it turns out Tony Monero's a ghost! Oh, because he disappears? <laughs> he disappears! What? Disappear from the shot. I never understood that. He's a ghost! I See, know. he's the one that fell off the bridge, not his friend in the last film. Oh, come on, stop. It's not a <laughs> conspiracy theory bullshit. No, you know what it is? It's, 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 uh, what's her name? It's Laura's concussion. <laughs> but she got the concussion. The rest of the movie is her concussion. Or the- it. I didn't think of it. <laughs> I didn't think it but could be Laura's concussion. Very Laura's, good. Laura's Laura's just in a coma. The rest of the the show doesn't happen. The, the whole thing. She's in a coma from Tony from Tony committing <laughs> Tony committing attempted manslaughter. <laughs> Tony is running in prison. Jackie's hooking up with Frank Stallone, and Laura's in a coma, and the director is ruined. And the director is ruined, and the producers all lose their money. <laughs> oh, the fucking bloom. Bialystock in Bloom! And you just cut to Bialystock in Bloom and Rio. Laughing their ass. Going, I knew this play wouldn't make it. We can do it! We can do it! That would have been an Academy Award winning ending. Maybe it would have actually made the movie good. Stop it. The movie's so enjoyably bad. Come on. Want, all right, do we want to get the final yeah. thoughts? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Who wants oh, to go first? To, I'll go first. This is okay. this is a catastrophe. This is a symphony of bad. Good God, I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall for the making of this. I bet you... Since this was a Stallone in the 80s and a Robert Stigwood production, there must have been Tony Montana mountains of cocaine everywhere on this set. Because there's no other way this film could have been made. No, I I disagree. This wasn't a cocaine-induced film. This was... It's a Stigwood. It's a Robert Stigwood film. You mean to tell me there was no cocaine around? Oh, I don't think so. I I didn't get that kind of feeling from... I just... My my final my final thoughts on this movie were they just somebody had I said it earlier somebody had an idea bring let's bring Stallone in to pit and to direct the sequel to Saturday Night Fever and he said we're gonna make this Rocky meets Saturday Night Fever. Well, the famous clip of him announced like saying 
Rocky Balboa and Tony Manera, the biggest idiots, finally together at last. So did Stallone know this was going to be shit? No, I think he actually thought he was making a good movie. <laughs> Again, I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall of this. Um, but the film was a hit. You know, you're making fun of this movie, but the film was a hit. Yeah, it, it was a hit. I think, didn't it make like 60 or $70 million? Uh, I'll look right now. Yeah, I thought it made uh, sense. Box office, $127 million. $127 million? Good God. According to Wikipedia. So the film was a hit. The budget was $22 million. I was looking at the poster. Travolta's... What did they spend $22 million on? I'm telling you, it, must have, it had to have been Stigwood's cocaine problem. Now I'm starting to think maybe you're right about the cocaine. What did they spend $22 million on? Travolta's tights? <laughs> no, it was all the hairspray. And water bottles. Water bottles. <laughs> it was spent on hairspray, water bottles, and whatever it make, they used to make their skin glisten. Vaseline. Got to admit, Finoli Hughes' Laura had great hair. That hair is alive. Yeah, that that hair is that hair is magic. It's on. Like, good God, God bless her for managing all that. Yeah. So domestically, it grossed sixty-five million, but worldwide, it grossed one hundred and twenty-seven million. Wow, it was bigger worldwide. I'm yep. looking at the poster, and Travolta has this look like someone's about to insert something into his dick. Oh, stop it. That's <laughs> not what the poster looks like. It's literally a picture of Tony Montana under, behind, Montana? in front of... Oh. Yeah, Mont Montana. Montana. Uh, Hannah oh, Montana. God, I, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Hannah Montana. God. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Hannah Montana showed up. Hi, you doing? I'm here to play it safe. <laughs> oh my god! What was, what, was, what was her alter ego? Hey, Miley Cyrus? Yeah, it was Hannah Montana, but who was she? And Miley Stewart. Miley Stewart. Worst disguise ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> that was the worst disguise ever. <laughs> Good God, I I could believe Clark Kent wasn't Superman more than I could believe Miles Stewart and Hannah Montana weren't the same person. Friends, none of her friends knew. These people none she's her... known all her life. You guys all don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like, she told them. You ever realize, ever think that maybe that Miley Cyrus and Gary Busey sound alike? Yeah. Ooh. Yep, Miley Cyrus and Gary Busey sound alike. So is Miley Cyrus now going to play Buddy Holly? <laughs> she could. <laughs> oh, you second do. Oh, God, who's Richie Valens in that film, then? Oh. She just released a new song, actually. You know, she actually is not that bad a singer. No, she's No, bad. I don't think so. I've actually, she doesn't put out bad stuff. I would. No, I, I mean, I don't. I don't listen to her music that much, but like I, her most I, recent song, I like. I would take her stuff over Taylor Twit at Twit any day. 
Thank you, me too. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. The Swifties will come after us. I know. Bring it on. The Swifties are going to come after you. Bring it on. I'll She's not country anymore. No, she abandoned She was better when she was country. Yeah, now she's just phony. Oh, somebody, who's breaking your heart this week, Taylor? She's engaged. Yeah, for now. For now. This she's girl been in this relationship for a few years now. She's been through so many guys. Why is it always the guy's fault? Don't you think there's a pattern after a while? Oh, God. Oh, God. Michael Eisner was behind this film. What? Yeah, Stan Staying Alive was in the Eisner regime. That's correct. Are you... No. Yes. Oh. It makes sense. It all yeah. makes sense. And I think Katzenberg was there, too. Hello? I'm Michael Eisner, here to, pre to present Staying Alive. Ugh. That should oh, have been the Disney Sunday movie. Those <laughs> Michael Disney introductions was the worst. Was the worst. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Hello. Oh my god, yeah. Hello. Who is this? Donald Duck? Paramount, with the help of then studio chief Michael Eisner, was able to bring in Stallone himself. <laughs> so Hello? I Stallone in? Eisner got Stallone. Yeah. They probably made him a shitload of money. Absolutely. I mean, coming off Rocky 3. It says here Stallone also made the Monero character more mature. Where? Where? He Where was with... that? Where? Where's the character development? He's actually a little bitch. <laughs> he spends half, most of this movie just looking pissed off. Thinking that he's got everything coming to him. Absolutely. He, he feels that he's entitled to it all. Yeah, he's like a generation Zer. He is. Hey, 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 hey. Fun of it like that. I'm pretty sure I'm Gen Z. Yeah, but you don't act like the other Gen Zs. Because I'm not entitled. Yeah, but he does. He acts. He's a. He's kind of a. A beer stuff. Oil breath. He is, completely. Oh, absolutely. And part of that is because his mother coddled him all the time. Oh, God, yeah. The father's just gone, so is the brother. Well, the brother was a priest, so he wouldn't be... No, he didn't... No, the brother left the priest. Oh, that's right. Well, the sister's gone, too. Oh, yeah, he did have a sister, and the yep. grandmother's gone. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, the mother. Oh, his family oh. is gone. Apparently, Donna Piscot, however her last name is. Donna Pescal. Thank and you. She was supposed to be in the film. Was she really? Yeah, she had a cameo. She was actually going to be in the audience for Satan's Alley. No way. Yeah, they cut her. She was on a uh, series for a little while after Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, she was on Even Stevens, the Shia LaBeouf show. Oh, another terrible show. It, I I did not like you and So, do we have anything else left to say about staying alive? God, I we hope have, not. We about covered it. I'm actually exhausted from this. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about 15 other things as well. We did. 
not staying alive because Annalise wanted to keep sidetracking it because she hates the movie so much. Yes, and and we fed into it. She got us. <laughs> Annalise is an evil genius. Annalise is like Fiona Hughes in this film. All right, I'm so, a mastermind. So, so do I get to pick your next movie? I mean, you said that was the price of having you on. Yeah. All right, here it is. Oh, God. Are you... I'm terrified. Oh, I should do this to you. All right. Please don't make it tough, Turf. Oh, you guys are going to watch Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Yes! Cocktail! (laughs) Coughlin's Law! Yep, you guys are watching Cocktail with Tom Cruise. It's a piece of shit, but it's great. It was a toss-up between that or Maximum Overdrive. So, <laughs> God. What is the one Tom Cruise... I don't know if this is maybe it, but he like his friend gets like killed There's in the couple. boat. There's a couple of those. No, in the boat, I mean. Yeah, it's Frank. That's this. That's, That's this? this? Yeah. yeah. I've seen part of this then. Elizabeth Shue is in it. Somehow he he goes he lands up in the tropic islands. It's a mess of a film. Oh, well, it gives us know, a lot to talk about. Well, take a while. Guess who was watching it when I happened to stumble upon it? Your mother. Mom. Yep. It's, it's she. Likes, I would have been shocked if it was Ed. No, she likes <laughs> cocktail. So yeah, uh, I think you guys have to watch cocktail. Oh God. Oh, God. We're going to pull a lot of crap out of that movie. Oh, uh, there is a lot of crap. I'm going to need some hard alcohol for that one. It might be Tom Cruise's worst movie. Really? And the thing about it, it was a big hit. Oh, God. Grossed $171.5 million. Yep, it's a terrible movie, so enjoy it. Lovely. <laughs> And you're lucky because I almost made you do Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, Christ. I didn't want you doing the Bee Gees two weeks in a row. Oh, God, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would have to pull Frankie. Yep. So enjoy Cocktail. I will be looking forward to listening to that episode of Why Am I Watching This? Well, first of all, do you have anything you want to plug? Ending. Uh, Just asking everybody to listen to the Bucktooth Gremlins podcast. Uh, we do do new episodes every week. Uh, as of right now, we haven't taken a week off, and we're on our third month. Uh, they usually get posted on Wednesdays. When Wednesdays, Wednesdays. <laughs> once, in a, once in a while, it's been a Thursday because um, I've been a little late, so to speak. So yes, uh, the book. Yeah, there. I have to. I have to annoy him to get the episodes yeah. out, just so I can listen to them at work. Yes, it annoyed me to get the episode up. So, yep, just want to plug the Bucktooth Gremlins podcast with myself, Kevin, and Sean. All right. And we, we, we don't get sidetracked nearly as bad as this did tonight. Normally, we don't either. Annalise I just say, We this. haven't gotten that sidetracked in a very long time. Well, was this my fault? No, it's no. Annalise's fault. Yeah, because she I didn't. Say, I didn't say it was your fault. Yeah, she did not want to talk about this movie. No, oh, she didn't. God. Do yourself a favor and don't watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch it, everybody. Do but it. Thanks for having me on, you two. 
Thank, Thank you, you for coming, coming on. My pleasure. I'll look forward to doing it again. Yes. yes. We hope to have you on again soon. Yes. Take care, listeners. Good Thank night. you. Good night.